Blog Talk Radio. And it will be in our archive, so all the information we are about to share 
and exchange back and forth will be here for a long time. So you'll always be able to pull it back down or, or even save it to your computer. Uh, um, you can reach it through uh, your iPhone, through your Android phone. So uh, the possibilities are, are pretty broad as far as uh, the various ways you can listen to this recording and, 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 uh, and write down some of the uh, key information that we're about to share here. So um, let's go ahead and get started uh, with our topic, um, the military transition. There are a lot of people that go through this type of transition, and there are so many different things that they, uh, everyone has done. Our focus is going to be in the IT sector. That's, that's where we work, and that's where we speak from. However, this information, is a lot of it is useful no matter what industry you are in. So um, um, feel free to use it, and good luck with your military transition. So one of um, Jacqueline? No, so I was going to say, so walk us through... What's your military uh, transition with? What was it? What was it like? And um, even some of the emotional roller coasters, because you know, like I said, I didn't experience. But even from what I read, there's a lot of emotions and some, uh, you know, people who are sometimes anxious. I think uh, about the the whole transition. Well, uh, it, it is a very anxious moment. Um, a lot of emotion runs through an individual as they're making that transition, um, no matter what they've decided or how well they've prepared for it. There is a bit of anxiety. Um, uh, there are different roads people choose, different paths. Some choose to continue um, uh, their career with the career field uh, and the experience that they've uh, been accustomed to. Others uh, choose to take a totally different direction and with support of the military's educational platform and sometimes uh, support from their own family, they're afforded additional time to pursue other endeavors. Uh, one of my closest friends uh, was a jet mechanic, and he decided to go into healthcare, and he wanted, he wanted to be a... Um, um, it was some type of medical practitioner, and his, his wife was already uh, a PA, a physician's assistant. So uh, that afforded him, and he retired. So he did have some income, and he went to school, and he completed his degree um, uh, in, in that area, and now he's working in the medical industry. So a lot of people take different roads. Uh, but uh, going back to your key point, uh, there is a lot of anxiety, and it's hard to uh, focus on that transition by yourself. So it, it, I, I, um, I, would, I would inform anyone to get some help around that transition, and I think that's important, whether it's a career coach or get some career counseling or um, uh, some type of assistance uh, uh, either through the military or even on the other side in the in the private sector. It's good to have input from both the military sector and the, the uh, private sector because I've met people that have gone through the military transition, have gone through what was formerly called PETS, the Transition Assistance Program, but they're still out here and unsure of how to maneuver and get engaged and get plugged in to the industry that they're uh, trying to get into. So it's very challenging. And I like to uh, um, uh, reiterate, you should get some type of career coaching or counseling. And I believe the military might help you with that as far as financially. Yeah. And that, that's a good point. I want to piggyback off of that, um, is that you, you're absolutely right. The military provides you with, with services and, and programs. And then also, you know, uh, go above and beyond that because, you know, it's a competitive um, market. It's a competitive market. And um, so you want to get as many different perspectives and get as much advantage as you can um, to make sure that you're ahead of the pack. And so um, 
that that's a really good point. So talk about how early into uh, how close to your retirement did you actually start planning and start thinking about it? Do you find that people kind of wait too late and then find themselves where, where they're they're anxious and expecting things to um, happen overnight and get caught up in that kind of cycle? Uh, that's a very good question. But before I answer that, Jacqueline, I just want to mention uh, to our live call-in users, stand by. We we see we have some hands raised, and that there are some. Uh, you, that means you have a question you'd like to ask. Uh, we will queue up, queue you up, and give you the opportunity to ask your question. So please stand by. Okay. And and to those who are talking to us through the chat room, we'll reply via the, the radio show, so we thank you for listening. We do see your questions, and uh, we'll reply to you via the, the chat room. And we do see um, one of the people that we've invited to speak today is uh, Casey Garth, and uh, that may be him on the, the line uh, right now, but uh, we do have him queued up, and, and hopefully he'll be talking to uh, us as well. So but, but go ahead, and and we were talking about timing. Yes, yes. Uh, it's, it's it's different. It depends on how well you as an individual have prepared for this transition. I myself, uh, well, okay, so we're, we're talking a few years ago here. <laughs> you know, I did just retire yesterday. I've been, I've been retired uh, for about 13 years now. So uh, looking back on that, I think, I think I started at about uh, six months prior. Okay. I have, I retired around the end of the year in October, so um, I think it was in the spring when I started to uh, um, uh, aggressively engage um, uh, websites and the job postings and, and just uh, looking at the different job postings back then. There's a lot out here now that wasn't out there then. Um, you know, uh, there were staffing agencies then. There were huge, giant job boards. Uh, Computerjobs.com was one I used back then, and that in that connected me with a uh, staffing agency called Hunter Technologies, and that's how, through them, that's how I got my first job. Mm -hmm. um, so it was about six, it was, I think it was about, for me, six months prior when I started uh, uh, pounding the Internet pavement, mm -hmm. so to speak. Um, uh, and seeing what's out there and, and, and working on my resume. Um, I still work on my resume, so that's, that's, you know, that's, always, that's always ongoing. So uh, for me, it was about six months before I started. Yeah, and, you know, that, that's a good point, and, and people are wondering, because I think, uh, you know, just trying to look at it from a person's perspective, I've worked in the military, I've gotten these experience, I've gotten accolades, so... Why can't I just put that on a piece of paper and, and why aren't people just, you know, just snatching up and, and ready to offer me an opportunity? Um, and, and one of the things is that even people who've been in the uh, civilian world and in the job market, um, you learn about packaging yourself and marketing yourself. And so what you're having to do, something that a lot of people, if you've been in the military for 25 years, you probably never had to have a resume. You never, you know, you guys have your way of getting promotions and recognition, so on and so forth. But now you find out that your calling card, your your billboard to sell yourself is your resume. And so, um, you know, different from those who've been out in the civilian world, maybe have 20, 25 years, they've been building that resume, honing it, tweaking it, um, and, and get, seeing how people react to it. So that's a lot of what I think is the, the learning process is it's now learning how to sell yourself and to sell that 25 years experience when comparing it to people who've been in the civilian world. Exactly, exactly. Um, I, I, I just ran into an individual uh, a few days ago and we were speaking about specifically about resumes and um, some still want to preach the one-page resume, mm -hmm. and, and and realistically, when you have experience, a one-page resume doesn't work. It's, mm -hmm. not, it's not going to work. And, and not only that, um, the, the way recruiters and staffing agencies and HR representatives look for people is mostly through the Internet. So there is no one page on the Internet. Uh, the way staffing agencies do this, everyone, is... 
when you put your resume on a particular job board, um, they as um, uh, they interface that job board in a different way, and they have scripts, and they have a lot of keywords that they run this script against, and it scans thousands of resumes looking for these keywords. So in your particular field, you can't put all of those keywords on the one page. And again, no one's really uh, looking for a one-page resume. So um, as many hits, um, they're looking for as many hits as possible uh, from that scan. And the probability numbers as far as percentages goes up a certain number of resumes that have a high number of these keywords will come to the top. And those are the ones that they look at. And those are the ones that they will most likely contact for a particular position. So your resume has to, has to rock. It has to really highlight the experiences uh, and the experience you have. Pull out those old performance reports that you had, because those define how important you are and, and, and how um, uh, what you've done at a particular installation or a particular task or project, the importance and what type of impact it had, whether it was a financial impact where you were saving money, whether it was process-related, or, or whether it saved lives. Or, or there's always a big impact. You know our, our performance reports, ladies and gentlemen, in the military. We walk on water. It brings tears to your eyes when someone has to read one of your performance reports, and they're really powerful and really exemplify the importance of what we do, even more than those in the private sector, I believe. So uh, I'm not going to say use that word for use those word for word, but there will be some customization uh, to uh, today's language in the private sector and the public sector here as. Um, to exemplify and showcase the importance of those tasks and those projects that you've accomplished. So that's where um, that should be the basis of your resume, where your resume starts, all of the experience and all the tasks and all the installations that you've been at. That's where, you, that, that's where you're building your resume. So what I'd like to suggest, we do have a, a caller that's in, in our queue, and uh, that actually may be Casey right there. So why don't we uh, go to the phone. We're going to open up the, the mic and see if our caller at this time uh, has anything that they want to want to say. Hello, your mic's on. Hello. Hello, and is that Casey? Yes, Jacqueline, it is. How are you doing? It's going great. We're glad to have you on the show. And we see some of your uh um, admirers, yeah, your admirers are already in the chat room and saying, "Where is Casey?" So we're just kind of cleaning up, and just warming up a little bit. But uh, um, first of all, introduce yourself and, and even talk about kind of um, uh, you know your experience and background, and also we can talk about how we we met. But go ahead. Hi, right, I want to go ahead and say hello to you too, David. Uh, hope you guys are having a uh, pleasant afternoon thus far. Um, but as you as you said, my name is Casey Garth, and I am in the process of retiring after 20 years of military service, all those years in the IT field. And a lot of the uh, comments that David had were spot on even today. The common thing I see now is a lot of people wait too late. And they do have an uh, excellent transitional program, the Army Career Alumni Program, made for service members separating from the armed forces. And you can actually start this program two years from your projected date of retirement. But even still, a lot of people wait too late. And one of the biggest things that I see now with people transitioning out is this wait because they, they're waiting for someone to take care of them. They're waiting for someone to tell them what it is that they have to do and not really grasping the concept that, the risk of their life is not is in their hands, and they cannot wait for the army to tell them that it's time for them to go ahead and begin making this transition. That's very interesting. Um, that's, that's like um, in the military, we're we're so dependent on orders and direction from our leaders, and now you're about to embark on your own career, and there's no one to lead. Now it's time for you to lead. Correct. 
Correct. It's time, like I said, it's time for you to go ahead and lead your own, uh, your, your own life, take your own life in your hands. One of the biggest things I found in my situation is um, 20 years within the military, I came in fresh out of high school. So I, I tease my wife all the time that I've been in a, <clears throat> I've been in the army longer than I've been alive. But that means I came from under my father's roof doing what I was told to going under the military umbrella, still doing what I was told, and now I have to go ahead and I have to do something for myself without someone telling me, okay, you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to do this. And it was one of those things that I I prepared myself for a while for, but I can see it in a lot of the younger generation of soldiers coming out, uh, making that transition, that it's something that they have a hard time dealing with. But the biggest things that you touched on, which I think which are issues that I found that I ran into, are being able to sell yourself and being able to talk non-military needs. Yeah, that's the common term that we use for it. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you have, if you, even if you have five to ten years of military service and you're transitioning out, you should not sell that service short. And one of the things about being in the uh, ACAP program is they do show you how to sell yourself. And one of the tools that you talked about that we use uh, are performance reports, our evaluation reports. Those are very powerful tools to sell yourself with. But I wanted to uh, also bring up that you can also use your monthly counseling performance reports that they give out as well as your awards and recognitions. Those write-ups are excellent ways to... uh, you know, they're they're made specifically to sell a, something that you did, to sell your service, to sell a, a particular task that you've done. Wow! So, all these wow. tools to include everything that you you know your records can be you should be used actually when building your resume, and they also have uh, one of the things they talk about in the in the uh, ACAP program is the websites and the tools that they actually have to translate everything that you've done in the military sector into uh, private sector language. So there are many tools out there for those transitioning from the military. It's just being able, one, to get to those tools and using them, and two, going ahead and starting as soon as possible. Um, As I mentioned before, the Army Career Alumni Program, you can take part in that program two years before your scheduled retirement date. But anyone transitioning out for the rest of their life, I would highly recommend them that they start as soon as possible. In my case, I made the decision to transition from the military back in 2008. So it was then that I actually had to find what, figure out if I was going to stay in the same IT field or if I was going to branch out and do something else. I stayed in the IT industry, but I had to look at where I stood in the military right now, or, I'm sorry, in the private sector, in the private sector's eyes at that moment. And if I was able to get out at that moment, how marketable would I be? How competitive would I be? And as Jacqueline mentioned, the IT industry is very, very competitive. So I had to go. Um, I had to go out the route of making sure I had the proper education, the proper technical certifications. I had to go down the uh, career. I had to go down the uh, the career path that would make me marketable in the IT industry. And as great as the military is, they really can't help you with that process. That is a decision that you have to come up with on your own, and you have to lay out a roadmap on how you're going to get to point A to point B. Some of the programs are great, but they're not tailored specifically for your particular career field. They're just tools. Awesome. Hey, so you are you are on a roll, and it's hot, and, and our audience is responding because they're they're beginning to ask questions even in the the, the chat room. Um, and, and it's along something that you just hit upon, and and some of it starts with doing research, figuring out what what you're going to target, research it find out what education and what certifications are hot in that industry, even find out what are the uh, hot buzzwords. And and that's one of the uh, questions, actually, I'm going to read from our our chat room, and and you can respond to it. It says, what about taking advantage of educational opportunities that help transition your military experience to the civilian sector? 
I see a lot of individuals that are in the military for 20, 30 years and never understand that they need to translate the military service to the civilian service. What, what do you have to say about the, the education opportunities and then making that uh, connection to the transition? And we'd like, uh, we'd like to thank the B word <laughs> uh, 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 for posting that question. Uh, but go ahead, Casey. We'd like to hear um, uh, your comments to that question. Okay, what I want to say about that is that even though we have programs out there that help with that, it's one of those things that you have to start with yourself. As military leaders, um, what one of the things that we're supposed to do is when, we do, when we're doing the performance evaluations, when we're doing those write-ups, we should be helping the person that we're doing the evaluation for reach that goal, whether it is a, to further their, their career within the military or whether it is to, to helping them transition from the military into the private sector. But even still, whatever route they do take, it all centers around education. As military leaders, that is what we do. We push furthering your education. But there are uh, many program, many educational programs out there that everyone just needs to take part in. Um, in within the, if you're in the military, and education was one of the things that I've always felt strongly about, and it was one of the things that I that I tried to push education and certification because there were a lot of courses out there, there were a lot of aids out there to you know help you get better educated, to help you get certified. But it still comes down to starting now. Um, the problem I see with a lot of people in the military is, one, they think it is just that easy, that they've been doing this job for X, Y, Z years, and if they got out of the military today and into the private sector, they would get picked up right away. And I've seen the horror stories where that is actually not the case. And, two, a lot of soldiers aren't really expecting to transition out. Um, a lot of people in the military, when, once they're in and they've been in for a number of years, they get comfortable. And before they know it, five years has turned to 10, it's turned to 15, turned to 20, 25 even. And you're told that, okay, your time in the military is over with. And this is kind of, kind of a blow for someone to take. They've been in the military the majority of their life, and now all of a sudden they're separated and they have to do something else. But they've been Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines so long that that's all they know and that's all they can really, that's all they, the only language they can really speak. But just um, just to uh, reiterate, it all starts with education and knowing that your time in the military can come to an end at any time, and you want to make sure that you stay marketable regardless of your career field, regardless of the branch of service you're in, and regardless if it's going to be government or private sector. So, so I want to I want to piggyback on that because those are that's a great um, um, point. And like I said, we're really stirring up the audience because we've got some other callers calling in. So, um, Casey, you you've got the you've got the people uh, responding to what you're saying there. But I also want to say something about the the a key point you made about you know being in the military. You're used to time things kind of being laid out for you, and your leaders telling you what's next or or uh, telling you what your options are. But it's key, even your mentality as you transition into the civilian world, you have to take your career into your own hands and then secondly, your own education and professional development. Um, and having been a, a civilian, you know, in the IT industry for 25 years, that's, that, that's a mindset that I have to continuously look to improve myself, figure out what's the next leading edge in technology especially if you're targeting technology, and that's why we, we did this special show about transitioning from the military technology. Technology te changes really fast. What was the, the buzzword? And, uh, you know, even 15 years ago, I remember I was into an area called EDI, and it was all the rage, and my, uh, you know, I went to training and conferences. Now EDI is, is, is uh, in the foreground for me, and I've gone down another track. I'm into Six Sigma, and you'll notice if you even Google Six Sigma, that's that's the hot one. And so you have to, with all of that, I had to negotiate and navigate myself by doing research, by reading, by keeping up on it. And when I heard about the hot trend, when it was just a whisper, I jumped on it. So that's a, that's kind of a, man, a mentality that 
now your career is in your own hands. So is your professional development. And, and that kind of ties to how we even met. We met through BDPA, which is a professional development organization, you know, that, that networking and, and, and outreach. Technology Expresso and some of the things we do with that career coaching. For those people who, um, you know, this is all new to them, we can give like, um, you know, half-hour uh, sessions with them to coach them and give them some one-on-one -on -one advice. They're, they're kind of hearing it through this radio show, but we we built some programs around helping people, especially if, if you're targeting technology. But, but even talk about, Casey, how we, you know, how you ended up even being at a BDPA meeting that I, I met you at. And then we'll go to the phones next. So hold on to our callers on the, the phone. We see you out there, um, and we are going to get to you. But, but talk about uh, how, did, how did you end up at a BDPA meeting? All right, that was one of the other key points I wanted to bring up. All, everything is in your own hands, but you do not have to do it alone. There are organizations out on the private sector that can help you. And I met the BDPA. My story was kind of unique um, in that I was talking to uh, other people that were transitioning out of the military from the IT field, but they had such a negative view of the IT field and a negative view of the IT sector in general and I remember talking to another, um, you know, another one of my senior leaders, and he just told me that primarily, basically, you need to get some new friends. Like, if you're in the IT industry, you need to get in touch with other people in the IT industry field that can actually help. They're in the field that can help you transition and out, transition out, or are transitioning out themselves. And that was how I ended up with the um, with the BDPA. Because I actually took that, you know, that little nugget of truth home with me, and I, you know, I slept on it. And that next day, I think it was um, July, middle of July, I found the BDPA. Um, I did a little bit of, of did some research on the BDPA. I found the Atlanta chapter. I liked everything that the Atlanta chapter was doing, and I felt that the BDPA was a, a perfect fit for me, and I signed up that day. So, within the time of me getting that information to me being a, a member. That happened um, almost within uh, in about 48 hours. Wow. And my issue that I had at the time was being that the meetings were held here in Atlanta, and it was always hard to drive back and forth from Atlanta to Savannah. And I had hit a point where, you know, I had enough. I didn't want to be on the sidelines. I wanted to see and meet the people of the organization that I see online and that are doing the boot camps, that are doing the seminars, that are doing all these programs. I wanted to be able to, to talk to the David Blackmans and the Jacqueline Sanders. I wanted to come in, you know, shake you guys' hands and, you know, tell you guys what a great job you're doing and just see, just to meet you all face-to-face. -face. Wow. Wow. Uh, 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 thanks, for, thanks for the plug there, Casey. And we, 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 we really appreciate everything that you've done in the military and now, and, uh, uh, and, and we continue to want to help others in that same way um, um, to make the transition. And there's, a, there's so much information here that I'm about to share with everyone. And I've, I've got a couple of um, items I have targeted, so I'm going to uh, run down the list here. And as, again, everyone, this radio uh, cafe session is recorded, so uh, uh, it'll always be in the archive for future reference. Okay, so one, um, as we spoke of, and some of this may be uh, repetitious, take advantage of the sessions and the training provided by the military, uh, formerly uh, as I knew it back in the old uh, green suit days, uh, formerly called TAPS, Transition Assistance Program, and the, uh, and, and, and the, uh, the newer phrase that's familiar with the Army that Casey has mentioned. Um, and and, and, and as, as Casey said, don't wait too long to take advantage of that um, assistance. Uh, the sooner you get it, the better. You'll you'll be able to think about it. Maybe take it a couple of times. Go uh, join uh, a couple. There's, there'll always be something new you hear each time you engage folks around the transition. Um, two, uh, before even before you uh, get out, before you get to that point, create a profile on on LinkedIn. It's a very powerful uh, uh, professional networking uh, website. Uh, that's linked, L-I-N-K-E-D 
S-I-N.com. Build a, pl- uh, build a profile. Us, us techies, us folks familiar with it, uh, you know, and, and love being on the computer, you'll figure it out. It's very easy. And, it's, and, it's, and the uh, basic uh, profile is free. Uh, I've been on LinkedIn over 10 years, and and I, and it's still free, you know. So um, that basic that basic package is is um is, is of no cost. And, and 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 just to add for those who aren't familiar, it ties to what what Casey was just saying is that uh, LinkedIn is a way to reach out to people virtually to network and to like you said, you need some new friends. You know, you got to expand your network. Um, um, and, and expand, you know, your professional network. So LinkedIn is is a, a great first step. So that that's a good point. And and one of the things that you'll also hear reiterated is that although the internet is important, you know, the the websites on LinkedIn, you also got to press the flesh. You got to do some face to face. So so David's going to talk about some networking opportunities there too. Yes. Uh, be, before I get to that, uh, I still want to uh, say on the uh, LinkedIn uh, profile. Uh, there's, there's a very powerful tool, as I mentioned. You'll be able to join groups within that, that have relevance within the industry of your choice. That's a, uh, you can search for people. You can search for groups. If you're into IT networking, uh, or routers, switches, whatever IT service or platform you can think of, put it in that search box and go to groups, and you'll see a lot of groups that uh, uh, of people that are just like you, that um, um, that are bouncing around questions and making statements, and allow uh, this allows you the opportunity to get engaged with others in the sector, in the business sector that you're trying to get into, or the sector that you're in. You'll be able to engage with them and get a feel of what's going on out there in today's industry. Establishing relationships that way helps as well. And you can make a statement. You could start a blog, and everyone starts uh, uh, commenting on that blog. And before you know it, you're plugged in. You know, you're, you're engaging with people like you, and that may lead to a personal connection, and, and, and that may lead to some interns Opportunities, or maybe someone will invite you down to their uh, to their office and see how things uh, work in that area. And I know that's sometimes difficult if you're like relocating, if you're in 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 in, in New York and and you really want to relocate to Atlanta or or out to the West Coast. But uh, that ability uh, it's important to establish those type of uh, contacts. Um, and join groups uh, that uh, uh, that you're interested in. If you're interested in project management, there are project management groups. Um, if you're, a, if you, it, and it doesn't matter what sector it is. As I mentioned earlier, you could be in civil engineering and and build a profile out there and look for civil engineers on uh, LinkedIn. There are civil engineering groups. There are carpenter groups. There are plumber groups. It doesn't matter. Those groups are out there and get engaged and start it start a discussion or, or comment on a discussion. Um, recruiters are on LinkedIn looking for people. There are jobs being posted on LinkedIn. Uh, so the possibilities electronically are there within that platform. I, I use it a lot, and it's been very helpful to me and, um, and the people that I associate with. Um, now, as Jacqueline mentioned, get, pounding the pavement. Um, Getting out there and engaging in local network groups—it doesn't matter where you are, what part of the country here. Um, BDPA is a national organization. They are in just about every city, and uh, you, you need you should, whatever city you're in, reach out to the local chapter. They have a website. Um, I, I don't know if it's BDPA.com. Yeah. Uh, what is Jacqueline? Yes. Um, this, uh, we have the national chapter at bdpa.org, and then you can go there and find your local chapter, so wherever you're you're calling in from or listening from. But um, if you're specifically in Atlanta, which, of course, we have the best chapter ever, um, atlantabdpa.org. And, again, that's how uh, we met and, and connected with Casey. Um, 
And uh, so, so that was, you know, that, you know, that's an opportunity. It was just as much of a privilege for, for me to meet Casey and uh, just a, a wonderful uh, member of the military services. And when he approached us, and he immediately became part of the family. So, and, and that's how we got him on our show today. And, and that was that was really exciting. And and I'll, and I'll say this to reinforce why it's so important to what we call press the flesh. You know, meet people, shake hands. Don't just go to these networking events and hang out at the food table. I'm, I'm just being honest. <laughs> um, you know, go, shake hands, and, you know, make it a point to meet people. Casey was very personable, walked up to us, talked to us. Like I said, it felt like in a matter of minutes, you know, he, he was part of the BDPA family. Um, and, and that is because, first of all, people know people. So even if I'm not a hiring manager, which I happen to be, I might know someone who's hiring. And if you impress me and you leave an impression with me, I'm going to tell people or if I hear things. So, you know, the, you know someone talks to someone. And a, another key thing they talk about in hiring is that people hire people, um, they're more likely to hire people that they know, like, and trust. So you just being on a piece of paper, you don't stand as, as good of a chance if you're just a resume that's sitting on their desk if I met you at a networking event, because it says to me, first of all, I've got some type of connection to you. It also shows me that this is something that you're vested in, that this is important to you enough to come out, to, to meet people. Um, now I've got a face to associate with the, the name on that resume. All of that connectivity, you know, you're going to go to the top of the pile, and that's what we're talking about is getting your name, your resume to the, the, the top of the pile. And, and let's check back with uh, uh, Casey too. I know, uh, and then we'll. Well, well, well. Let's, let, let me uh, go ahead and 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 mention some other uh, networking, local networking opportunities. Um, aside from BDPA Association, there is another um, uh, website called uh, Meetup, Meetup.com, and uh, you know, go there as well and create a, a, another free post profile and or trial run and engage with um, individuals and groups uh, that have interests similar interests than you if you're an entrepreneur or if you're if you have a technical um, uh, talent or skill set you'll find groups of sim uh, people with similar talent and skill sets that you can engage and get the buzz on the industry out here and the public sector and private sector and see where the jobs are and and there are many jobs that aren't even that aren't posted on the internet you never know who who you're meeting when you're when you're engaging folks in um um in these professional groups or interpersonal groups and you know, ask them what they do and who they are and and, and see if there's a connection there uh, with your career field um and 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 see if there's an opportunity to do some internships if uh if you are already working and looking to change into a different uh into a different sector or 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 maybe a parallel role um there's a lot of opportunities out there there are um um some nonprofit groups and they hold uh internship meetings as well to uh, and um and create some opportunities to uh do some coding or testing or 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 uh Sit in on a project, or or, uh, or, or manage uh, some service, um, and and they may allow you to sit in and and teach you or um, let you learn from that experience. I mean, there's nothing to lose by engaging with people on the ground, uh, whether it's with BDPA or Meetup. So I I want to stress those um, uh, stress that as well, and. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and um, touch base with Casey again and see if he has anything to add right now. Casey, you're on. Yes. A um, couple things I wanted to bring up. Uh, if you're in the military, if you're transitioning, period, LinkedIn is, is a must. It is not even an option. It is a must. I do not – I can't even count how many times I was asked about my LinkedIn uh, profile or being told by the different recruiters or people in general that they have been – to my linked up site. Being on LinkedIn is an absolute requirement. And like David said, if you're taking a part of blogs, even better. Because it shows your online presence and it actually shows 
your your interest and your knowledge in your field. Being part of group, being part of a group like BDPA is also a must. Um, it's not enough that you have words on paper for a particular job, because in the eyes of a of a recruiter or even a hiring manager, you might just be doing or saying what's ever needed to you know get yourself in the door for that position. But your online presence, your presence in groups like BDPA, that actually shows that you have a a real interest in your field. You are meeting other professionals in your field, and that you are talking about what current in um, in the industry right now. So those two things are an absolute requirement when making a transition. Thanks a lot, Casey. And uh, I, I guess, everyone, you can tell that uh, uh, we have a really close uh, affiliation with the BDPA organization. They uh, We share a lot of information here at technologyexpresso.com with them, and it's a two-way street. Um, they're a great organization, and as Casey mentioned, um, it's almost a must. As far as we're concerned, uh, you should. it doesn't matter who you are. Um, as if you're in IT or on the fringe of IT, uh, the door is open. Yeah. Jacqueline. And, and BDPA, for a couple of things, and, and, and I, I, you know, BDPA is so special to us. We actually have a special Sunday show uh, actually, tomorrow at 1 o'clock. So if you want to tune back in tomorrow at 1, and we're going to be talking specifically about a upcoming uh, boot camp that we're giving. It is one-on-one consulting. So if you are anywhere near transition, and, and Casey said even up to two years before your transition, you need to start thinking about what you want to transition and do. Uh, our career development boot camp is open to those in the Atlanta area please go to AtlantaBDPA.org or tune into Blog Talk Radio, this, this show, um, tomorrow, or you can uh, call in at 714-888-7506. Call in tomorrow at 1, and we'll be talking with the president of the Atlanta chapter about that upcoming boot camp. Another thing that's good to do, and, and if I'm not mistaken, well, I'm not mistaken. I know Casey. Um, also, the, an important thing that he did when he did come to BDPA, he volunteered. He stepped right up and, and jumped right in. And that's something that I want to say to the audience as well. If you're in the military but transitioning out, starting to get involved, starting to, to volunteer, um, and I remember he was uh, commuting back and forth, and he said, just give me enough notice and I'll be there and, and I'll help. That, again, you know, endeared Casey to us, but also it started getting him, um, his name, his recognition, um, his branding is, is what we also call it. But also organizations like BDPA um, and volunteering, you're starting to get some experience. And, for example, if it's project management, if it's business analysis, if it's testing, there's different roles that you can play within BDPA where you can get experience that you actually can reference, whether it's on your resume or even in interviews. And the last, the last thing I want to say, and then I'll, I'll give it back to our, our main host today, David, and, and, and back to Casey, is, well, of course, we, we always like to promote BDPA, but um, I belong to several professional organizations because I have different specialties in my career. So I belong to the IIBA, which is associated with business, and, business analysts, a lot of you know about PMI for those who are interested in project management. Um, and then I also belong to an organization called SPIN, S-P-I-N, the SPIN Network. Um, they're dealing with process improvement and um, software process improvement um, network um, organization. So go and seek out also those special interest groups too. And even if you're not sure that's where you want to be, go talk, kick the tires, you know, diversify as much as possible. You know, um, some of my other colleagues, they belong to Toastmasters. Right? You know, that's another organization. So, and then, then the last thing, I, I said that was the last thing, but uh, <laughs> the last thing that I uh, want to say, even if, I know some people want to transition out the military and start their own business. I dare say anyone, even if you're going to be an entrepreneur or start your own business, you're going to need some IT know-how, whether it's, you know, your website or, you know, virtual business, your, your, your Internet presence. 
So, again, it's good to be affiliated. BDPA has plenty of entrepreneurs in it as well. So that, 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 was, what I, that was my soapbox. I had to get that off my chest. So. <laughs> and that, that actually is a pretty good segue. Thank you, Jacqueline. Um, as, and and it's some, this is so passionate to me uh, personally, this transition and, and helping people through this transition that um, – I'm going to do something. Uh, I'm going to do something here. Um, I do uh, career consulting, and I like to expand that to uh, military transition assistance. And within that capacity, um, I, I'm going to I'm going to provide my services for the first hour of a consulting engagement free to military. So first hour will be free uh, to uh, military veterans looking to make this transition. But that's not enough for me. I, I still feel that's not enough. The second hour of my consulting engagement will be half off. Wow. <laughs> okay, so that's the first hour of consulting. You didn't even talk about this. No, wow, this, you're this, going off the this, this, here. This, this, <laughs> this, is, this is straight from the heart here. Uh, first hour of, con of a consult with me, Dave Blackman, uh, through technologyexpresso.com um, will be free. And let me let me uh, give our phone number. We're at 855-484-6837. If you go to our website, technologyexpresso.com, that's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-O.com, you'll see all of our contact information there. And reach out to us, whether it's by a phone call or our website or Facebook or hair blog talk blog talk radio um email you want to or, give our gmail? or gmail yes all of that all of that's out there technology expresso at gmail dot com that's on the website as as well for our military veterans first hour free second hour half off and uh, let's get this career let's get your career on track and and make this an effective and successful uh, transition. Now that's the career uh, the um, career consulting. Through Technology Espresso, we also do career coaching, and that's a, a longer engagement. The career consulting will be is an hourly type of engagement, but the career coaching is a much longer term package, which may last several months and. Um, we'll be giving some more information on that later through our website, and uh, um, uh, that's going to be really effective and really helpful to a lot of people, I think, especially when you think about the military transition. And as Casey said, um, a, a starting early. Imagine, uh, especially when we're, as Casey mentioned also, some long-term military veterans, that's, that's all they know, and that's a that's pretty they're pretty fearful. Uh, you know, there's a lot of anxiety going through uh, that transition when you've been in the military 20 and 30 years and uh, really not comfortable making that transition. So you you've got a comfort level with the military. That's your family, and it and they they've taken good care of you. And now you've got to get out there on your own. And so this career coaching that lasts several months may be the key for you because the military transition assistance or or uh is it's not gonna I, I'm not I don't want to talk bad about it. I think they have a role and they have a limitation also. Our uh, our capability is a lot goes into a lot more depth because we're working the transition through that uh retirement or through that um period when you're getting out well into after you're out, that disengagement is still there. And through the military's educational assistance program, I know there's a way uh, that the military will help fund this type of transition. So I, I, I think that opportunity is there. And I'm and Casey, uh, what do you think about that? I mean, I'm, I'm speaking totally off the cuff here and creating this opportunity as we speak. Uh, do you think this is something that the uh, the military community, those individuals that, that have been in for a long period of time, do you think they would embrace something like this? I definitely think that it is something that they would embrace. Like you said, there are programs within the military to aid with transition, 
but your program, you're working with me. You're not working with like a group of 30, 40, 50 people and giving a broad, uh, a, a broad cookie-cutter stroke. Um, it's your program I like because it, would actually, it actually helps me. Um, you're looking at me. You're looking at each individual that you actually have working with you. Whereas the military transition program, I don't want to take anything away from those programs. They are all excellent, but it's going to be the, the, the same program that they have this week. That'll be next week. That'll be the week after that. Um, so I do believe that your program offers would offer a lot of uh, a lot of uh, it has it will be very good for an individual making that transition. That's a that's an excellent point, Casey. Thank you. Um, um, our program and. Uh, what we look to do is to stay, uh, is always being plugged in. We at Technology Expresso are always plugged in to the public and private sector and what's going on out here on the street, um, technically, and, and, and sometimes uh, uh, non-technically. So it doesn't matter whether you're doing it now or next week or next month and or in several years. We are going to be plugged we are plugged into the community at uh at, at the local level and nationally. Uh we have national affiliations that we're connected to and uh, uh we you know yes, we can uh you know, we can have this conversation uh individually, uh but I believe our reach goes well beyond the Atlanta area. Jacqueline? Um, I just want to, you know, this was a great topic, and we'd like to hear if you'd like to, to want us to expand upon the, the military transition a little bit more, if you want us to do uh, another show, because we're going to be out of time. Uh, you know, an hour goes fast, especially when you're as, as passionate and excited uh, as both Casey and uh, David are. So, you know, call us, email us, tell us if this is, is a, a topic. Tell us if you, there's other questions. We had some callers on hold, and, and I know you couldn't um, hold the whole time, and we didn't get to everyone, but we covered a lot of material. But I know this is a, a big area, and, you know, it's it's scary. And, um, like you know, like both I think Casey and David reinforces, you get um, transition from the military point of view, but... It's also good to, for those civilians, those who are successful and have made that transition, to also coach you uh, from this point of view, those who have seen the other side uh, of the, the civilian world and, and training. And um, once again, our show, another show tomorrow on Atlanta BDPA. Uh, we're going to talk about that boot camp and come out. You could actually meet both David and Casey and ask them more co uh, questions. And uh, talk, we talked about play uh, pressing the flesh, you can meet them in person, you can meet myself in person, and the rest of the, the Atlanta BDPA chapter, uh, go to the uh, website about that upcoming event. It's Saturday, March 16th at 9 a.m. Um, but I, I'd like to, to also swing it back to Casey and see if you have any closing thoughts for, for our audience, and, uh, and then we'll wrap up our show. Casey, you're on. Yes. In closing, uh, I just want to just reiterate again that there are plenty of tools out there, and yes, the military uh, will allow you to go through their program two years out, but if you know you're going to get out, start now. If you know you're going to make that transition out of the military, start now. Do not wait for the Army or anybody to tell you to go ahead and make the transition uh, to your life, you know, for your life. If for whatever reason, you know, you're, you're in the military, you're on the show right now, and if for whatever reason you think you need permission, I use the last of my military authority to grant you permission. It's okay to start today. Get involved with uh, get involved with the BDPA. Get involved with, with the programs that, uh, that are out there available to you. Do the research. Start today. You have my permission. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks a lot, Casey. Um, and and as and as we said earlier, uh, this show is archived, and this will not be the last show that we do on this topic. There's a lot more information for us to share. Um, um, engage us, um, as I mentioned about the uh, career consulting. Uh, that that I'm going to start doing now, and the first hour being free, second hour half off, 
There's a lot of information that we can share with you. Uh, uh, we can help you. We can help prepare that resume get, uh, and get you prepared for this transition. And after you're out and through the transition, uh, help you engage others uh, here in the Atlanta area, um, BDPA. Uh, there's other associations and organizations we're plugged in with. Uh, come out and meet us and go with us to some of these um, these events and get engaged in the local area and let's get your career on track. Once again, I'd like to thank Casey, uh, Casey Gark, for joining us, everyone. And that's the end of our show for today. Reach out to us at our, at our website, technologyexpresso.com, or reach, us out, reach out to us via our email. Uh, go to our website, that website, and all of our contact information is there. Our phone number, again, is 855-484-6837. We look forward to engaging you and listen to this broadcast in the archive form as well as our other uh, radio shows. And reach out and uh, connect to us on Facebook, like our page, and stay up to date on our, web, on our weekly radio shows as well as our technology showcase that hosts um, uh, various people from the IT industry and their role and 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 see if it's something that you might like to do. So um, once again, thanks for everyone who called and thank you everyone who um, joined us in our chat room. Have a great day. Bye.